Welcome to the IAOMS podcast series, where we gather for unique conversations about advancing the specialty. In this special series, we explore the history of the IOMS through the stories of our past presidents. In this episode, our moderator, Dr. G.E. Galli, meets with Dr. Gabriel Malesi and Dr. Julio Acero. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the session. I'd like to uh, welcome everyone to the IAOMS 60th Anniversary Past Presidents podcast series. The IAOMS is, and as well as myself, are very eager and excited to feature your stories as past presidents and are very eager to share them with our audience and as well as our e-learning community. To ensure that we have a successful recording, I have provided the uh, respective past presidents with some questions uh, before this podcast as we have uh, limited time. Our esteemed group today includes Dr. Gabriel Malese, who served as past president of the IAOMS from 2019 to 2021. We also have Dr. Julio Asiro, who served as past president from 2015 to 2017. I'm going to ask uh, first Dr. Melese to introduce herself to the entire audience. She's well, very well known worldwide, as is Professor Asiro. But if you could just uh, give us a kind of a short uh, synopsis of how you got interested in oral surgery and how you became to be in this incredible position as, as a president and now past president of this great organization. Well, thank you very much, Diagali, for the kind introduction and a, a very warm welcome to all our members and to all our friends all over the world. I think it's a great opportunity to talk to you again and I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I, to become an oral and maxillofacial surgeon, actually, I just stepped in in a position where most we are discussing this all over again, that people are not aware of this very important field globally, actually. So I started out that actually I, I, I thought I'd go into dentistry, and then I figured out that OMS is just so fantastic. So I'm, as most of the European uh, OMS, I'm a double qualified uh, doctor in medical, uh, went to med school and to dental school. And actually, I was most of my career at the university in Vienna, where I did my residency. I went to dental school. And I have been in the Department of Cranial Maxillofacial Surgery of the Medical University now for 35 years, an incredible long time, honestly. <laughs> I was trained full scope. So we had everything from free flaps to, to trauma, clefts, everything. But, you know, I think it's wise to specialize after some time. So now I'm more or less the last 20 years, I'm already specialized in, in orthognatic surgery. And... Um, then you can develop some expertise in this field. I love this field and I, I try to share it with our residents and also, of course, internationally with all kinds of webinars and lectures I, I try to give. And uh, I was, my first international conference, ICOMS, was in, in Argentina. This was, I think, 
1998 or well something like that and it was my first icoms i attended and since then i attended every icoms because this was just an amazing experience meeting this global community and this was how i got involved with the international association and then my my major step was in 2005 when i organized with my chief professor evers the ICOMS in Vienna, and by that, then I became uh, involved in the executive committee and in all the activities, task forces, and people got to know you and they they knew that I was eager to work for our association and that I'm really passionate about what we are doing. And that was how I came up and stepped up and was elected also president. So I think this is the story I can share with you. Very and uh, thank very you very good. much. Very good. Uh, Professor Asiro, yeah. uh, give, give a brief introduction and how you became interested in, in our specialty as well. Thank you, Professor Gary. I also would like to thank you and the IAMs for this opportunity. It's a, a really very emotional to me because this this uh, podcast, this, this meeting that we have here, a... a Honoring the IOMs in the 60th anniversary brings to me so many memories. This is part, a critical part of my life. And I'm missing so many uh, activities that uh, we have carried out, especially in education. Uh, I am uh, Julio Acero. I was born in Madrid and I was also uh, studying medicine and dentistry in Madrid, in the qualified. And uh, after uh, finishing my 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 medical and dental degree, I really uh, uh, tried to, 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 to be a many surgeon and working in a field uh, which is so complex, like our cranial, maxillofacial, and oral region involving every uh, pathology, involving tumors. Uh, we, we, we are, to some extent, in, in not only surgeons, but we are uh, traumatologists, we are pediatric surgeons, we are aesthetic cosmetic surgeons, we are oncologic surgeons. So this is what attracted me of the of this amazing specialty is the variety of the uh, pathology and the types of surgery that we that we could treat and help in our patients in so critical area with a big impact in the social and psychological uh, aspect for the patients. And they. I just during my life, I tried to serve, to be a good specialist. My parents told me that uh, always when you uh, try to do something, or you are you, you, you have some uh, objective in your life to be a doctor, to be a surgeon, is to try to do at your best. Uh, and uh, something that I tried also to transfer to, to my children. You can be whatever you want, whatever you choose, but try to do uh, the best and uh, it and to offer to the others uh, uh, your service at the highest uh, level and so i try to be uh, trained at the highest level in the hospital that incidentally i came back uh, 26 years after my period as the head of the department in ramonica hall in madrid also in puerto Hierro was uh, associated to our hospital i'm full professor of surgery in the university of alcala one of the oldest in Europe, it was founded in the year uh, uh, 1500. 
uh, and really is education has been a part of my life. Firstly, I was educated. I have to thank my uh, my teachers, uh, and now I am educator. And this was I, how I, the way I. I followed to enter very smoothly in the IOM's life because uh, firstly I was representing Europe as the education officer of the European Association, the Education Committee. I would like also to highlight the name of Nabil Saman. Nabil Saman was at that time the chairman of the Education Committee and he uh, really uh, was an incredible person also transferring to me a lot of knowledge on how uh, to manage education at a global level and in a Progressively, was more and more involved, and when he became president of the International Session, I was proposed to be chairman for the Education Committee, as you are now, Gali. Uh, really, uh, I'm so proud of your uh, job in this position, which is one of the critical positions for the association, I think. Uh, education is the core value, one of the core values for, for, for the IOMS at the global level. And so, uh, when I finished my role as education officer, education chairman, I was progressively taken by my colleagues <laughs> to the position of president-elect, and finally I ended serving the association as the president. And I I'm proud to continue serving the association, not only as former president and taking part in every opportunity that uh, the association is me, but now I continue serving officially as the director for the uh, Business Scholars Program. And uh, uh, this is really one of the programs I, 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 during my presidency, was one of the ideas we developed. And so we're proud to offer education uh, at the global level under your leadership, Gali. So this uh, is my... Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Julio. And uh, thank you, Gabby, for, for those great... Uh, comments and you mentioned uh, Dr. Saman and of course he as a past president he'll be joining us on the September 23rd uh, podcast as well so we look forward to having him as well uh, uh Dr. Melesse uh, as a global voice for our profession how do you feel that the IAOMS has grown in its role as a convener of the world regions uh, in your presidency and, and since then. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much, Gali. Well, I, I, you know, as you mentioned, I was the, the president in the pandemic, when the pandemic hit us like a lightning. Yeah, it was crazy. The two of us, we were still at the gift of knowledge course in the Philippines. This was my first and only in-person activity I had uh, during my presidency. So can you imagine this was like we were all shocked, you know, because for an international association, if people are, are travel bans, are not allowed to, to, to travel, cannot attend any meetings, everything is canceled. The traditional highlight of, of the international association was always the biannual conference, the ICOMS. This was canceled. My orthognatic course in Vienna was canceled. Everything was canceled. So for a very short time within our board and our, our yes, our board actually, we, we were just really afraid that we could lose the, the contact with our members because everything broke down. But this was actually only for, for a minute, let's call it a minute, because then we realized 
that this is also a major chance. And it was like an accelerator, in fact, that finally, what we always wanted to do, we wanted to catch up online activities and educational contents. And we switched from one week, from really weeks, within weeks, we came up with online program programs, activities, created new activities like symposia, like micro-learning sessions. So this was actually uh, a big chance to develop and to, to do this. And I would definitely say that within those two years, we have developed such a high level of providing our members with highly educational contents that we even saw, saw an increase in membership. So this, is, this was definitely the most difficult in those two years. And we made the best out of it. And uh, that is what I see was the, the achievements of, of the International Association in, the, in my presidency. Thank you, uh, Professor Julio Asiro. Same question. Yeah, thank you, Gali. A really, I remember during my presidency, yes, I understand my, my presidency, not only for the two, two years period, but the presidency was the result of evolution from starting from the education chairman. So I think that is somehow is a, a part of life dedicated to AMS. And so I, I, I was, when I entered uh, in the education committee, I had the opportunity to uh, consider your, your, your question that really the IOMS was a global organization and I met in the education committee a representative from Asia, from Africa, from from North America, South America, Europe, uh, of course, and a a at that time I understood that that uh, that a, we had to be a part of the same body, and the IOMS should be really the global organization embracing all the regional organization organizations. And somehow this could offer a structure that before, uh, in some circumstances, were not was not well understood because there was some competition between areas and so. And uh, for me, this this participation in global uh, endeavors uh, it was the key to to really understand that we need to be united and the global uh, unity of our specialty, which is highly variated in the in the, in the different parts of the world. Uh, should really be carried out by the IOMS was the only organization in the world who really could have this this role of a being the the, the let's say the, the umbrella for 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 making possible the advance of the specialty. So during my presidency, we tried to advance in this sense, and really I was so proud at, at the end of my presidency having I was more fortunate than Gabby. Uh, we started with a, a transformation in the, let's say, headquarters because it was my, my presence was a time of change from the very fruitful and a, a organization. But time were, was evolving, time was changing. I had to face a many changes in the headquarters at that time, starting my presidency. But I was proud. Uh, during our first council meeting in Madrid, only three months after starting my presidency, to have been able to set up a new, uh, let's say, structure in the headquarter with uh, the current uh, director, Mitch Porak. It was uh, hired at that time, and uh, 
learning how a specialty was at a global level. And this evolution during the presidency uh, led to the fruitful Congress in Hong Kong, where I was so proud uh, to see everybody coming from the different parts of the world, European, uh, let's say, maxillofacial, level qualified, head and neck oncologic, highly sophisticated oncologic science, also with a, a, a surgeons, uh, uh, let's say, dedicated to others of the specialty from Africa, just uh, trying to evolve and to cover the basic necessities in their countries, uh, uh, and the, 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 the tradition of Asia, all of MF surgeons merging in the same venue with the same goals to make the specialty progress and to have a global education. And this is what I uh, have to, to say that I was proud that during my presidency could detect how uh, globally the different uh, traditions, different aspects of the specialty, different ways to do the same thing because at the end, our specialty is defined by, by, by the scope. The scope is oral anti-cranial massive surgery, oral massive surgery starting from the, the dental surgery and the, uh, until the, 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 the more complex uh, malformation or tumor cases, but this general scope is what unify us. And thus, I think that AMS was able uh, to uh, embrace all surgeons or MFS surgeons uh, around the world uh, in the same uh, way, the same uh, following the same way and with the same goals. Thank you. It, it, both of you have mentioned, and I know Professor Melissa, uh, uh, she could be considered the pandemic uh, president. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, both of you, both of you, have acknowledged uh, the importance of education uh, in the proliferation and growth of uh, oral and maxillofacial surgery worldwide. Uh, both of you have had uh, important roles in education. Uh, regionally in your area of uh, uh, Vienna and in the greater European area as well, as well as you, uh, Julio. Gabby, tell me, how, how, has the, uh, how has IOMS education in general impacted this growth? Uh, you mentioned a little bit about uh, how the many people perceived the pandemic as terrible and certainly it was terrible with the loss of life and everything else but there was some positivity that came out of it and you and you mentioned that and uh, tell me what how you think that the education has impacted this growth in in our specialty and yeah thank you well i i would say i, I honestly have to say that i think the our specialty survives by only by excellence because we have our neighboring countries, our neighboring fields like special specialties like ENT and plastics. And if we are not uh, fighting for our place and show that we have excellence there, they are just waiting to get these abandoned fields. And education and and and. Uh, uh, online uh, activities and learning is the, the key to excellence. Uh, 
So I think that the International Association has a lot of resources to provide this, not only by, by uh, logistic resources, but also by manpower. And we have a lot, we have globally this huge number of of experienced teachers and mentors around. And we, sh we, we can offer this to our members. Nevertheless, I think it's time that we have to think that the torch has to be carried on. And therefore, I thought it's very important to get the next gen involved. And I, I, I have to say, I'm proud that I really pushed this movement already in my incoming presidency time and during my presidency by creating this next-gen committee and having a next-gen chair, Alfred Lau, who is able to engage people. And this has really, it has been like a rolling avalanche. We have increased numbers of next-gen uh, uh, doctors and colleagues attending. And it has, we, this is the importance to keep our, our gravitas within our international association. It's, we need the next gen people, but we have to be careful because you know all the the uh, all the activity. And let me just uh, add one one thought that uh, in former presidencies and Julia will remember that we were discussing a lot about online activities, webinars, and that people should pay for it, and that it cannot only we have to regenerate some revenue out of it. And this was this discussion was over with the pandemic as all other um, societies and associations were offering online activities, it was clear that you have to do this. And it, I think this is very good because in fact, it's, it's a special offer to our members that they can, can attend and do not have to pay extra for all these activities. But as there are so many parallel great scientific activities from all different uh, also industrial in the, from the industrial field and other associations, we have to be aware that it's not only the educational contents, but we have to regenerate and we have to, to, uh, to gain some, some kind of corporate identity within the international association. So that also the next gen and all the, the other members do not only appreciate what we offer to them, but they have to be proud of being part of it. And I, I hope and see that in the future now with in-person meetings again, we, this will come back again because this corporate identity very much depends on in-person meetings because it's when you meet your, your man, mentor and when you meet your, your, your famous doctor, you read the books about. And uh, so this is, again, what we have to work on now. And uh, I really hope that uh, we will have to, and I actually, I, I'm sure that we'll have the chance to to come back to some normality in this field. Great. You mentioned uh, Gabby the the uh, uh, next gen and and this was your initiative and your passion and and actually uh, the next gen is has become some of the most popular and and well attended uh, conferences that we've had mm -hmm. uh, worldwide. True. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Professor Asiro, uh, you had a lot of experience on the education committee, uh, and you've seen a lot of growth from the education. The same type of question to you. How do you feel that the IOMS education has impacted the growth uh, in your region and worldwide? 
Yeah, this is really an amazing history. And first of all, I would like to recognize uh, our 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 predecessors. And it's not only to organize courses or to promote uh, educational exchange, but also the IOMs. I, I want to remind of the importance that a uh, uh, some meetings under the leadership of the IOMs had in the the harmonization of the of the education guidelines worldwide was the conference the the, the meetings in Bermuda or in Tenerife where a, a, our leaders at that time they tried uh, understanding uh, that uh, our specialty is is very complex in terms of uh, different backgrounds different traditions but as I said before we are uh, linked or unified by by the scope of the specialty of oral administrative surgery, that somehow uh, the only organization that could join the different continental sensitivities and experiences was the IOMs and joining the different experts of different uh, continents, uh, the education and the, the guidelines, the international guidelines in general education were developed. And this was a very simple document, but really brought a lot of of a, let's say a structure for the different programs to be to be launched, etc. And so, and, uh, and, uh, and so I think that uh, if you're an educator, is something which is uh, highly vocational. And uh, as Gabi said, uh, working or trying to transfer the knowledge to the young people is really amazing and highly uh, rewarding. And uh, starting with my past experience in my country and a, a, as educator with our trainees, our students and continuing in Europe. But the, the opportunity that international session offers to a, people interested in promoting education is really amazing because a, being a global organization, you have a, the possibility to offer your projects, firstly as simply a organizer of courses, but afterwards having the responsibility uh, to interact with uh, and to understand, as Gabi said, it's very important to understand uh, what the young people need because the young people is the future of the of the specialty. And if we work with the young people and we are able to transfer, uh, first of all, our enthusiasm. I think that, uh, that if, you, if I have to, to to if I want if I am allowed to 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 to, uh, to 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 talk about personal experiences, probably. One of the most rewarding experiences that I have uh, had is when I came to a country and say, okay, uh, this young uh, trainee was a student, but now is uh, is uh, really being trained in maxillary facial because uh, he or she was attending one of your lectures and was so mm -hmm. enthusiastic and, uh, and talking about me. You were transferring uh, the enthusiasm that you have for the specialty. So this is the example i think that the best way to educate people is to show you an example and uh, transferring our enthusiasm for the specialty uh, uh, somehow to mentor our our young colleagues and they uh, and this is uh, what i have been feeling frequently that people uh, was interested in following different fields of the specialty not only with the let's say a, a practical knowledge of one course, but this is a let's say a, a, a way to to transfer our experiences. And uh, very important is also to detect the necessities of the of the people on the ground. And at that time, I was more fortunate uh, than Gabi in the presidency. I had the possibility really to be in the ground. But previously, during my 
many, many years as education chairman. And so I really tried uh, to be present in different parts of the world to encourage our our uh, colleagues in, in the, on the ground uh, to follow our example. If you, if they say they, they they realize that that we are uh, visiting them and understanding their necessities, not to say what you have to learn, but what do you need for the developing the specialty in your country and your area. I remember when we went to Latin America in countries like Paraguay it was an amazing experience, and they created the specialty in Paraguay after our courses there. Because there was a very active association, but no specialty they created. And this happens in different countries, also in Asia. The courses in different parts, when Abil started also in, 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 in Indonesia, and uh, later to be uh, to be to be chairman in uh, different uh, parts of the, I mean, of courses in the world, uh, organizing, always counting with local professors. We did that. Our way was always counting with them. Also, I remember when, when they organized the first e-learning program, Gabby was our first lecture. Maybe she doesn't uh, uh, remember that, but we were talking many years about, uh, I don't know, uh, how to implement a program, say, okay, I'm very practical. Uh, and I say, okay, we have to uh, maybe uh, he mentioned many problems. So, so okay, we will continue studying the problem, but we will start next month. Gabby, do you want to give the first lecture? A lecture, uh, Mitch, please organize. We have a platform. Just do it. Do you know what are my logos, my 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 themes, my topics in life? I don't want to to make the announcement of companies, but are of two companies, Adidas and Nike. Say my my themes are impossible is nothing, and just do it. Yeah, absolutely. Julio, I quickly have to interrupt you. This yeah. is absolutely what you said. You are you were a wonderful president because you went for it and you did it. Yeah, right away. Just okay. sorry for interruption, but I have okay. to add this. Yeah, thank yeah, you. it was thank great. You. Thank you. <laughs> I, I only have to say thank you for your interruption. And so you have to transfer. <laughs> I mean, being a global leader, you have to give your example that you are serving the specialty. You are not being served by the other. You are serving mm -hmm. our colleagues, especially our colleagues, to detect their, their necessities. Also, I understood, and Gabby tried to do that in Vienna, what was impossible during the pandemic, that we have the ICOMS. The ICOMS is a wonderful platform to join together people from the whole world. I mentioned the ICOMS in, 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 in Hong Kong, that's why ICOMS is present, but also I was the organizer uh, with uh, uh, Javier González Lagunes of the ICOS in Barcelona, and I was committed being scientific committee chairman. And this is important for opportunity, but we have to have more activities. Also, the symposium, the first one was in Latin America, and I, I, I recommend to continue in the future, in the year between ICOS, having some kind of monographic meetings to be an advice, together with the courses of the transfer Torch of Knowledge. So it's plenty of activities and day learning that we were pioneers, unfortunately, was a tool now for this uh, difficult time. So thank you for the question, but really it's very emotional for me remembering so many. I am missing <laughs> going to Africa. I was 10 times in Africa with John Williams <laughs> and Stolinga, first time developing the courses in Tanzania and uh, and also in uh, Kenya when the East African Association was useful. We need some, also as John uh, frequently said, some uh, feedback about what happened also in Nigeria Remember flying with David Saman from uh, Nairobi when we closed the program in East Africa to uh, Nigeria to start the first uh, program in Eastern Africa in Western Africa and serving them, starting with the basic and ending. You, you know what 
what how proud we were Rui Fernandez and myself in Nigeria when we started with the basic training program and finally in the fifth edition of the of the course we were uh, assisting our Nigerian colleagues performing microvascular procedures we were assisting them uh, this is the the best uh, feeling that you can have so thank you that's great that's great uh, Gabby considering where the specialty was during your uh uh, term and tenure as president, uh, how has it evolved uh, to today? Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. Well, it's not that far back, you know, it's now uh, my presidency ended actually 2021. So it's only uh, more or a little more than half a year. Uh, I would say what we kept on doing is all kind of online activities and it will stay. It for sure will stay. It, and many, I hope that also in the future, many on in-person meetings will be hybrid uh, so that uh, a vast majority of, of, uh, of our members can also have some advantage of those activities without traveling there because it's a question of costs and we, we will all see rising costs in the future. So hybrid activities will stay. And now I'm, I'm strongly looking forward to the uh, next ICOMS in Vancouver this is absolutely what we are all longing to go where we, we want to participate. And uh, what I also see and is not yet in, in back to old normality is our fellowships and our observerships. Because uh, till now, it's we have to, I, I'm afraid, or I think we have to seek more centers, maybe also choose different centers, because by now China is still closed for for our, our very successful fellowships we had in, in reconstruction. And uh, I think this is definitely something we have to push forward and we have to increase observerships again, because this is all, this has been all on hold for the past two years. And now we should push it to get back to normal normality. Great. Thank uh, you. Thank you. And uh, Julio, same thing. It's been what, five to seven years since you were seven to five years since you were a uh, president. Uh, how do you think this specialty has evolved since your yes. time as president? Yeah, from my point of view, clearly it has evolved. And I think that the evolution of the IMs has been critical for facilitating this evolution globally. I think that now the specialty is a is a more unified, it's more, uh, okay, with, with the differences in the different countries and continents. But I think that now there's a sense, it's a common, to, to, to be part of a common body, which is the specialty globally. I think that we are more mature that some areas of the specialty uh, are being uh, stronger as many of our colleagues in different and uh, also dedicated to areas like a cosmetic, facial cosmetics area and before was a, really not a, a, a big part of the specialty where evolved a technically, but this evolution of the specialty in, I was president, as you mentioned, uh, only uh, five, six years ago, and it looks like uh, the things that we are doing are, uh, as it was mentioned during this podcast, concerning uh, education with the, the uh, I mean the evolution of the of the learning, but also the new technologies that uh, we are applying. I think that uh, 
oral maxillary is a really, and this is uh, understood by, by the industry. This is one of the best areas to develop um, the, the technological uh, new tools like uh, navigation or whatever. I think that now we are one of the specialties that in the present are more futuristic. So I think that I see the specialty more, mm -hmm. the, the IOMs more professional, uh, very well um, established, and with but uh, fraternal, I don't know if this is, is the, the word in English, but with really a, a incredible relations with the continental associations, feeling everybody like uh, the same body in the world and progressing scientifically, technically in the human sense and say, and also in the, as friends, as friends, in the, is what they see. That's, that's excellent. Uh, I tell you this, for, for me, I was very, very excited about this podcast because uh, it, it's, for me, I get to, to, to see it twice. I get to see it in this uncut version where I'm actually <laughs> seeing you guys and talking to you. And then also I'll get to see the final result as well with, with all nine of the past presidents. But for me, it's very exciting because it's like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting to absorb all this information from, from individuals that have really contributed tremendously uh, to the specialty. Uh, and I guess I have one final uh, question. Um, and we'll start again with... Uh, uh, Gabby and say what what role do you see our organization the IAOMS playing in the future of our specialty uh, thank you very much well I think and we all work on that that we IOMS should be the opinion maker globally in our specialty in our in our field and we should be the uh, presenter of the state-of-the-art treatment of our patients, and uh, the people go back to the to to IMS and explore how do you treat which disease and how do you treat which patient. And besides, of course, IMS has this taste of high professional camaraderie. And I think this is something very unique about IMS and this should, we should work on that and keep this definitely for the future. This is a very important part of it. In regards of, of uh, training, we, you know, we offer a lot and we also have our, our IPSCOMS also offers the, the certification of uh, of specialists, and I think it would be great if this would be even more popular around the globe, not only in the Asian corner like in Japan or India, where a lot of of colleagues take the advantage of taking this exam. And uh, of course, we should offer this to all all regions globally. And uh, for the future, I think we will keep on doing. Uh, hybrid educational contents and we'll go back to in-person because that is what we need. And uh, we need the discussions. We need to talk to our friends, to our experts. And I, I'm honestly very afraid that, that our next uh, generation doesn't even know this huge advantage of talking to a, to a senior and uh, discussing cases because they, they, they never knew it. This networking, this major importance of networking you have when you go to a meeting and when you you meet people, they have to 
to to to be introduced to that and i hope it will come back and i have to add a little thought to um, to what julio said about africa i think ioms we we should work on being present in all corners of the world, which is not yet achieved completely. Because if I remember, you did all this hard work in Africa and we were trying to, to make them part of us. And then we had these discussions with uh, African colleagues saying, you know, uh, it's it's so difficult for us to attend meetings, it should, but if it's online, it would be possible for us to, to uh, take part in the education. And now we have so many online activities and nevertheless, the percentage of our African participation is very low. And I think I, this is, um, we have for the future, we have to increase this presence also in, in less active and participating regions. But we are on the right track and we will definitely, we know what we, what we, we know the problems, we know what we can achieve. So I think also for all our future presidents, it will, will be a very fruitful way to go. I am proud to be a member of IMS. I think it's a fantastic association. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gabby, for those comments. Uh, Julio, what, what role do you see our organization, the IOMS, playing in the future of our specialty? Thank you, Gali. Uh, really, uh, I, I see that the IOMS has to play to follow the track that uh, that, that it is uh, really uh, taking in the, in the recent years uh, to be, to, con to continue. I think the IOMS became the reference organization for the specialty at a global level. So in my view, the IAMS has to continue being this reference. And I think it's very easy with the, uh, the activities and the organization that we have. So to be, to continue being the reference for the uh, globality of uh, the specialists throughout the world. Uh, and this includes, as we are uh, doing this podcast, we are uh, highlighting uh, to continue being or to, to 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 increase its role as a platform of education. And this thing is very important, as Gabby was mentioning, especially uh, different parts of the world that we need them to participate. But uh, the, the the association to continue identifying the necessities in the different parts of the world. And this needs the, to, to, to get our colleagues involved in different parts of the world. I think that is something I want to highlight also, a, because for me it's also very emotional, is a, a, our a role in Latin America. Latin America groups a lot of countries with thousands of enthusiastic colleagues, many young colleagues, and you both and myself have been lecturing frequently there. And, and so for them, for them I, I, I have seen, because I have been involved in the Latin American meetings, conference, and the personal friendship with their leaders during many years, how the IOMs a, a evolved to be the reference for, for them uh, and to uh, try to continue uh, the way that the IOMs was a, let's say, design at a global level. So I think that is an example how the IOMs, the IOMs can be a, a reference for the different parts of the world. And, a, and also to help because, a, okay, we have a, I remember during my presidency, a, our foundation 
uh, got a really very important re, uh, structuring of the of the let's say uh, was modernized the structure etc. And this is a the foundation that is uh, really under the leadership uh, of Larry Nissen uh, has been really useful for 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 helping uh, so many education activities in the world. I think that we have to continue offering uh, this way to uh, allow a part where there's a lack of, of resources uh, to, to continue evolving and maybe helping, as Gabi said, also uh, to revitalize. And this is our responsibility after the pandemic to the, the, the personal exchange. This is critical in my view, because you can deliver a lecture to uh, the a clinical meeting of small university in Indonesia, as I have uh, and we all made during this time. But the personal change, the feeling of the professor being there, and it's something that the IMS can do uh, for many, many countries in the world and other organization. So I think that is the, the way they have to follow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gabby. Uh, I tell you, uh, you mentioned the foundation uh, briefly, and, and I've been involved in many organizations, as you both know. Uh, uh, and, and I think our foundation, in the IOMS is is the one that is so much more geared toward education and supporting the educational process than almost any foundation I've been involved with. So, so, and Larry does a great job with that. And of course, he'll be one of our past presidents that we'll be interviewing as well. This has been a very exciting uh, uh, session for me personally, this podcast. I'm very honored uh, to have these two incredible past presidents, Professor Melesse and Professor Asiro, thank you so much for joining us today, not just for sharing your stories and sharing a little bit about the history of how you got involved in this organization and in our wonderful specialty, including the background and the knowledge that you both have, but most importantly, thank you for sharing your passion about our specialty and, and the passion for this organization. So I thank both of you for, for your support, your dedication and your service to our specialty and for being present on this podcast. Thank you both very much. Thank you again for joining us today. Visit us online at www.iaoms.org to become a member of our vibrant global community and to access a variety of education and timely resources. Stay up to date on IAOMS by following us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast while you're here so you're the first to know when new episodes are released. Until next time.